Welcome into the Fog.net podcast. Michael Swain here after Kansas beat Oklahoma State 65 to 50 on the road. And that was an interesting game to say the least. Just the ebbs and flows of Kansas and how they looked offensively and defensively. Uh, but nonetheless, a good win for Kansas in a tough road environment where Kansas has struggled in years past. Maybe not necessarily. Uh, the past two or three years, but Kansas has not had the best road record at Gallagher-Iber Arena. So definitely a good win for Kansas. Dave McCormick will now be back from suspension uh, come Saturday's game against Texas Tech. But to give you an idea of what we'll talk about today on the podcast, we'll kind of focus on the big picture, the biggest newsworthy thing that came out of this game. And no, it's not Christian Brown continuing to play really good basketball. It's not, you know, you know, Gazabuke and Devon Dotson's foul trouble. Uh, it's not David McCormick coming back from suspension. It's what Bill Self had to say after the game regarding where Kansas is going to go with his lineups uh, from here on out. Uh, post-game, Bill Self was asked if he'd continue with the two big starting lineup and then transitioning into four-guard lineups uh, outside of the first stretch of four minutes is what it usually is. Um, and Self was asked about that, and he said, I would say, yeah, that's who we are as of today, referring to the four-guard lineups. Uh, continuing on, quote, I don't see that changing. I think David will still play the same amount of minutes or close to the same, but I see our best lineup being probably with him and Doak playing the five and those other guards splitting time on the perimeter. So, considering where this season has gone in terms of what Bill Self said, early on in the season, this is a change of tone. He has been kind of bullish early on in the season and through non-conference play that, no, like, hey, guys, you know, it may not look pretty, but we're going to work through the two bigs. Uh, we feel like, you know, Bill Self even said this, like, you could quote him. I don't have the exact quote in front of me right now, but he said that for us to go far in March, we will need to play with two bigs. I think that that is very interesting now that maybe that, you know, two big lineup. Maybe that means that says more about David McCormick. Maybe it says more about you know, against Mookie. I don't know. You can interpret that yourself. Um, but for him to change that tone all of a sudden to say that no, you know, we're gonna go with playing those four guard lineups, uh, despite the fact that you know maybe depth wise, now that Silvio's not there, it maybe makes a little bit more sense to do that instead of having to try and fit, you know three big men in your rotation where you're going to have to try and just buy a few minutes with two bigs on the floor uh, just in order to let guys get their minutes. So in a big picture sense, uh, what does this mean for Kansas going forward? I think this is probably a good thing for Kansas. We have seen that this team looks a lot better with four guards on the court. That's not a hot take by any means. You can look at the advanced numbers for those two big lineups. They're not good. I think at one point, Maybe it was uh, during the Baylor game or maybe after it, but the two big lineups were turning the ball over uh, over 20% of the time. So just in terms of what it looked like, it never really gelled or looked refined. So for Kansas now, the fact that they are pivoting to this four-guard lineup around Doak, uh, in terms of big men, uh, it really does help Doak. I mean, we've seen this season what he looks like with – Dave McCormick on the floor and then with four guards around him. 
And that's not to say that Doak can't be effective with David McCormick on the floor, but if you're trying to maximize what Doak Azbuki can do for you, it makes sense to have him out there as a solo big. Yes, David McCormick threw Doak some lobs and vice versa. Doak threw David McCormick a lob at some point. Uh, but those singular plays don't make up for the bigger impact and the greater impact that a guy like Udoka Azubuike can have in the game. You look back against Tennessee, how good he was when he was on the floor versus how bad Kansas was when he wasn't on the floor. Granted, a lot of that has to do with not having a center to be able to play. So you're relying on Tristan Anaruna, a true freshman who is 6'9", 6'10", with endless arms to try and play the five. He has played the three and four his entire career. So maybe the the, the valley uh, that Kansas went through against Tennessee was maybe because of that. But I still think you see the impact of what Yudoka Azabuki brings when the four guards are around him. In that Tennessee game, showed you that. That could be from blocking shots. That can be from just the pure post presence that he brings. He's been a lot better this season at being patient when in the post. Yeah, the turnover numbers can be bad on a game-to-game basis, kind of depending on what teams do. But in a greater sense, Yudoka Azubuki has become a much better passer out of the post. So what this does now is it brings you back to that 2018 team that went to the Final Four in that formula, where it's we're going to have a singular big man, we're going to space the floor around him, give him room to operate, and then we will take what the defense gives us. If the defense is going to double doke or do what Baylor did where you front the post and have someone come from behind, well, what happens then is if you're able to get the ball to doke, he's going to, if he is able to make the decision fast enough, he can shoot it right out to a shooter, which, you know, it has been Isaiah Moss, Christian Brown, Ochai Baji in the corners. So that is a good shot. If you can get open threes in the corner for shooters like those three, you know, that is a good shot. So maybe you see what different teams have done where they try and play Doak straight up. Then you have Yudok Azbuki in a one-on-one matchup, which is going to end up in getting a usual, uh, a pretty high percentage shot. You know, Doak hasn't taken a shot outside of the paint this season. So his ability to, when he's got those one-on-one matchups, to get his shots, I think will be helped, you know, by having the four guards around him. So what does this mean for Dave McCormick now? I think he's the one that has the most to lose, if you will. I don't know if most lose is the right way to go about saying it, but he has the most variance now of what he's going to bring on a game-to-game basis. So if you think, all right, if Yudok Azubuki is going to be our solo starting center, and from there we're going to play split minutes, no two big lineups whatsoever, like at all. We are strictly going to do one big in at a time. Yudok Azubuki has averaged 30 minutes over the last eight games. 30 minutes. So if you're going to extrapolate that out, and let's just be kind. Let's say he averages 28 minutes from here until the end of the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. That means you have 12 minutes for David McCormick to play. And so for reference then, David McCormick has played 16 minutes a game this season so far. Granted, those numbers have definitely dwindled as of late uh, just because of Big 12 play and refined rotations and Bill Self pulling the plug on those uh, two big looks. But even then, Dave McCormick, dating back to that Stanford game, he had been averaging 13 minutes a game. So you kind of think about it, and Dave McCormick now will basically be playing 
like he has the last month, where it's sporadic. If he's giving you a lot of good stuff, good minutes in a game, maybe he pushes up in that 15-16 minute range. That way you can get Doak maybe even more rest. And there will be games where Doak uh, doesn't necessarily have it, whether that be the defensive scheme a team is using, whether that be the occasional foul trouble that Udoka Azubuki gets in. Now, I will say this too with Doak in terms of the foul trouble. Over the last eight games, again, when he's averaging those 30 minutes, he's averaging 2.4 fouls a game. That's great if you're a Kansas fan or Bill Self. You know, Doak has become so good at protecting the rim and not fouling that he now doesn't have those outside of what happened against Oklahoma State last night, uh, and for reference, recording this Tuesday afternoon, um, where he hasn't really made a lot of dumb fouls, where you're like, all right, Doak, what were you thinking on that? And yes, the last two games he has had those moments, but it has not come to the detriment of the team this season, where you look back and you say that Kansas lost the game because Doak wasn't on the floor because he had fouls. So big picture sense from the big men perspective, you know, Dave McCormick has the most to lose. This switch to consistent four-guard lineups helps Yudoka Azubuki the most. Uh, I think if you are Dave McCormick, I think you... I don't know how you feel if you're Dave McCormick. I think a part of you would definitely have to be a little bit frustrated that you know you, you were getting some minutes early in the season in those two big looks and it didn't really work. But if you're him, there's also maybe a little bit of spin zone you can have there where you think, you want to know what? Now Dave McCormick gets to go play one-on-one on his own as the solo big man, which for him could help his development because you think about the past two years, he played alongside Dietrich Lawson last season. This season, he's played alongside Yudok Azubuke, so maybe that helps him uh, in terms of getting to play one-on-one against big men with four guards around him. So in terms of the four-guard lineups, those four guards, who that impacts the most, it's Christian Brown. And I don't think Bill Self would have done this if Christian Brown had not had this emergence over the last month. Christian Brown has been really good for Kansas ever since that Villanova game. Uh, You think back to, you know, the numbers weren't, you know, as good as some of the numbers have been the last two weeks. But what he did against Villanova was really positive. And if you extrapolate that out, since that Villanova game, uh, 10 games, he's averaged 23 minutes a game. He's shooting... Uh, what is it, 48% from three, averaging 7.9 points a game. So he has brought you what you need, which is shooting. He's getting you extra possessions. He's averaging an offensive rebound per game. And over that stretch, nearly a steal per game. So he's doing those extra things that Bill Self kind of expected from him early in the season. And I think that that is a big reason why Bill Self maybe feels comfortable going into the four-guard lineups now is because he can rely on Christian Brown, who, you know, the brawl against K-State aside, uh, it really does stink that that took away from Christian Brown's big game where he makes 6 of 10 from 3, you know, being a Kansas kid, playing in his first Sunflower showdown. I wrote about him after the game, tried to give him a little bit of justice, some attention there that he you know, rightfully deserves. But again, another great performance from him, and this time on the road. And I will say that too, that you know, Christian Brown uh, on the road this season has been hit or miss. You know, two points against Oklahoma, two points at Texas. Um, so, you know, it has been great for him on the road. And for him to put together a performance like that on the road, I think speaks to his development and the way that that's kind of uh, exponentially happened over the last month. So in terms of 
the other four guards that it'll impact, you know, it doesn't really do much for the guys like Ochai Baji, Isaiah Moss, those guys being more perimeter-oriented shooters. I think it could help Ochai Baji drive to the basket more. That's something uh, I, I talked about with Josh Briscoe on the radio this past week, which I tweeted out the podcast link. So if you missed that, go listen to that. Uh, talked about talked to him before the Tennessee game. But something I mentioned to him was how much I'd like to see Ochai Baji shoot more free throws. I mentioned that on the podcast as well, just the aggressiveness. So maybe the spacing now will help Ochai with those free throw shootings and just attacking the rim and with that aggressive mindset that Bill Self wants him to have. But in terms of who else this helps, I think the most, like the two people it helps the most on the perimeter, it's Devon Dotson, Marcus Garrett. Those two are KU's best slashers, best dribble drive guys, and arguably the two best passers on the team. So what will this do for them? This allows them to go into that uh, you know, the the four round one with the pick and roll to where now you do a who can come up, set screens, which he is incredibly good at. And then off of those screens, Devon Dodson can roll, attack the rim, kick out the shooters. Marcus Garrett can roll, attack the rim, you know, or, you know, drive, attack the rim, and then try and throw up lobs to Doke like we've seen this season. So this will in turn create a lot more space for them to operate. Now, granted, you know, KU has played a lot more four guard lineups in terms of minutes, but even now just saying we're, we're canceling, if you will, the two big lineups. You know, This will now say you know, for 40 minutes, Devon Dotson, Marcus Garrett, you guys will have driving lanes, and you guys will be able to get to the rim and be able to create from inside the three-point arc and still have that inside-out offense where either it's Dote kicking it out to shooters from the paint uh, and from the post, or it's Devon Dotson getting into the center of the defense and trying to pick it apart from there, Marcus Garrett. So for those two, I'll be really interested to see just in terms of the spacing and how that works and how that looks for a 40-minute stretch and how that will affect their numbers. Um, you know, Devon Dotson has been the leading scorer on the team. He's averaging 18 points a game. It feels weird to say it, but it feels like that number could get higher just in terms of, you know, the shots that he's taking. He's taking just under 13 shots a game. Uh, you know, and he is still taking about four threes a game, shooting 29% of those. But in terms of inside the arc scoring, it wouldn't surprise me if you see Devon Dotson, you know, add maybe another point per game to that total, just because of he's able to get to the rim more, which means he's going to finish, you know, at, not at a higher clip, but he's going to finish at the same clip you'd assume if you extrapolate that out, or he's going to draw more fouls. So there more be more opportunities for Devon Dotson to score points in the paint, and the same goes for Marcus Garrett. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you as always for listening to the Fog.net podcast. If you like what you heard, please have a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. As always, you can stay tuned to Fog.net for all sorts of great KU basketball and KU football content. Right now, you know, as always, you can get started with VIP for just one dollar. We've got a great, a ton of great VIP stories coming out over the next week or so, uh, stemming from the Kansas Junior Day for football recruiting for the class of 2021. We'll have great basketball content as we continue through the season. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mswain 97 And with that said, we will talk to you next week.